Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Thursday, September 10th, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz and social platforms with some casting news, new project news, and some more executive news, this time at Amazon Prime and NBC Universal. Again, all brought to you by the freshest Colombian coffee you can get, Devotion Coffee. Over in the trailer house, we have two new things to check out today. FX dropped a pretty great and uh, definitely intense trailer for their upcoming limited series, A Teacher. That one stars Kate Mara as, well, a teacher who gets involved with one of her high school students. FX premieres that one on November 10th. And Warner Brothers delivered the first trailer for Dune. That one has a wide-ranging cast, led by Timothy Chalamet, of course. To Oscar Isaac, to Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, uh, so many cast members that they had to split the book into two movies. This one only covers the first half of the Dune novel source material. And that first half of Dune is slated to hit theaters on December 18th. You can, of course, take a look at both trailers in the episode notes. And now over to Hollywood. And while we're at the Warner Brothers, uh, Deadline reported that Wonder Woman is expected to shift off of its October 2nd release date soon. With New York City now opening up for indoor dining at 25% capacity as of September 30th, many are starting to think that movie theaters may not be so far behind. Which is great for Tenet, but uh, Warner's does not want to have its two big tentpole movies competing against each other, especially if LA opens up as well in October. Orange County and Silicon Valley both just announced that their theaters can begin opening there at a limited capacity this weekend, by the way. So Wonder Woman may well move to late November or December, which may cause the aforementioned Dune to have to move from December 18th. But uh, then again, if you want to predict more than four weeks in advance at this point, uh, have at it. Doug Lyman has signed on to direct Anne Hathaway in a low-budget, well, under $10 million, uh, heist movie that's set amid the pandemic lockdown. It's written by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight and will likely begin shooting later this month, according to Deadline. AGC Studios is financing and CAA is repping the sale, which certainly is generous considering they rep all the primary talent here. Over on the TV, AMC announced that the upcoming 11th season of The Walking Dead will be its last. But the 11th season will be 24 episodes long and released over a two-year span. And you wonder why people love Netflix so much. Anyway, add those 24 to the six episodes they're shooting this fall to finish up season 10. And there will be 30 episodes total left to go in the Walking Dead saga, or the equivalency of three seasons of Game of Thrones. But either way, the show will finish up in late 2022, as of now. Which is conveniently right before a new spin-off series starring Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride launches in 2023. Can you imagine the TV business in 2023? Now that's a thinker. TBS is currently in production on the Go Big Show. It's being shot at the Macon Coliseum in Georgia, and it sounds like it's basically a talent competition show, although with acts like monster trucks and alligator wrestling. Wow, where did they find that kind of talent in Georgia? Celebrities such as Snoop Dogg and Rosario Dawson are among the judges, and the prize is $100,000. Production-wise, the show is being shot inside the empty arena, using COVID safety measures, of course, but uh, they have invited a drive-in audience to watch the action on jumbo screens in the parking lot outside of the arena. So, kind of an audience. The show is going to debut sometime in 2021, according to Deadline, and it's hosted by comedian Bert Kreischer. And we'll finish out here with a little casting news. Peter Sarsgaard has joined Michael Keaton in the Hulu limited series Dopesick. That one looks at the rise of the opioid crisis, and uh, Peter's going to play an assistant U.S. attorney prosecuting Purdue Pharma. 
And Jay Leno was coming back to TV. Well, syndicated TV, as the Fox station group has ordered uh, 180 episodes of a reboot of You Bet Your Life that'll air across their local TV affiliate group, according to the trades. The show will be sold to additional station groups across the country prior to the show's launch next fall. In the executive suite... Another day, another high-level executive change, this time back at NBC Universal, who promoted the head of Universal Television, Perlina Abokwe, to be chairman of the entire NBC Universal Content Studios operation. But wait a second, isn't that Bonnie Hammer's job? Well, yeah, it was, uh, but now she's being pushed out or pushed up, uh, however you want to look at it, to be vice chairman and advisor to NBC Universal's CEO, Jeff Schell, likely somewhat filling the void left by Ron Meyer, who was also vice chairman. In her new role, Perlina will now oversee Universal TV, Universal Content Productions, and their international TV production division as well. In other news, I'm uh, still doing this podcast, uh, but hey, we all have roles in this town. And Amazon Studios also made a big executive hire. They brought on Ukanwa Ojo as their new chief marketing officer for both Amazon Originals and the Prime Video brand. She comes over from Mac Cosmetics, where she was also CMO, and has had a career primarily in the beauty space. She replaces Andrew Donkin, who's going to move on to another position at Amazon, uh, TBA. And a few production deals to round things out. Uh, Despite making two deals with Netflix this month for a TV show and a film role, as well as starring in a Netflix movie last month, Jamie Foxx has signed a multi-year film production deal over at Sony Pictures, along with his producing partner, Datari Turner, according to the trades. But that didn't stop Netflix yesterday, as they signed a new overall production deal with Mara Brock-Akeel, the showrunner of Girlfriends, The Game, and Being Mary Jane. She previously had a deal at Warner Brothers TV. And the husband and wife team of Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos have signed a deal over at Lifetime to produce two Ripped from the Headlines movies. Eh, Those two have all the fun. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. Where it's a relatively quiet day as Refinery29 named a new editor-in-chief. Ryan Reynolds began the marketing campaign for his new investment, Mint Mobile, and some celebrity news of note. Plus, today's pop quiz... What year did The Walking Dead debut on AMC and bonus? How many viewers watched the premiere? I'll give you an over-under of 8 million on that one. The answer after a coffee break with Devotion Coffee. So as you should already know by now, Devotion gives you the freshest Colombian coffee experience you can get. I mean, who else FedExes coffee beans on a weekly basis from Columbia to Williamsburg, Brooklyn? Freshly roasting their beans so the coffee in your cup could have been in Colombia as little as 10 days ago. But what I also love is their subscription program. You can pick as many bags of coffee as you want and whatever varietals you like. Devotion features beans from many regions of Colombia, all with different tastes and flavors. All you gotta do is tell them how often do you want the beans based on your coffee drinking preferences. Every week, every month, I'm more of a two-week kind of guy myself, and you can adjust that at any time. Just get started at Devocion.com. That's D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. They give you free shipping on orders 50 bucks or more, and enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. Which, if you're a coffee drinker, it's worth it just to see what truly fresh coffee tastes like. So go to Devocion.com, enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That website link and promo code are both down in the episode notes. Right next to the links to the trailers. And now the answer to today's pop quiz... 
The Walking Dead premiered on Halloween back in 2010 to an audience of 5.3 million viewers, so definitely hope you took the under there. It, of course, went on to an average viewership of well over 10 million viewers an episode, although its last full season to air, that'd be season 9, was the first season to have its average viewership dip below that of its first season. So I guess that 2023 spinoff better be more Frasier than Joey. Now, over to the media biz and social platforms. Vice Media's Refinery29 has named a new editor-in-chief, Simone Oliver, who is coming over from Facebook, where she worked on magazine and lifestyle partnerships. But she also ran digital editorial at Allure Magazine for a year and had a long stint at the New York Times before that, growing the digital presence of their style section and lifestyle content. She starts at Refinery on September 30th, according to Variety, and of course is taking over for longtime Refinery editor, Christine Barberich, who left in June amid racial discrimination allegations. Elsewhere in the online publisher world, a couple of subscriber updates. CNN reports that The Atlantic has added 20,000 subscribers in just the week's time since their heavily reported piece on Trump calling veterans suckers and losers came out to now hit the 325,000 digital subscriber mark. And it's been about a year since they put up their paywall. Over at sports journalism subscription site The Athletic, they announced that they just crossed the 1 million paying subscriber mark, adding about 400,000 since a year ago. The company as a whole is still not making money, according to CNBC, but their newsroom itself is profitable. Revenue at the company is about $60 million a year, plus uh, TBD podcast advertising money, which is also what I'll be putting on my tax return this year. And given that it's a light media and social news day, Let's give a shout out to Ryan Reynolds, who now that he's sold his gin company, is now turning attention to his mobile phone company. Ryan bought into Mint Mobile last year and released what I think is his first ad for the company yesterday. That just happens to feature fellow Canadian and super elusive Rick Moranis. So the link to that is in the episode notes for the curious. And just going to put this here. Nancy O'Dell is returning to TV as a contributor to People Magazine's new syndicated TV series, which actually launches on Monday on their parent company Meredith's uh, 12 local TV affiliate stations, as well as on People.com and the People TV streaming app. Nancy's going to host a recurring A-list celebrity interview segment called the Nancy O'Dell interview. Thank God she agreed to host it. In today's programming notes, it's all about the NFL season kickoff tonight on NBC, and there will be fans in the stadium tonight, but only at 22% capacity, which in a football stadium still translates to about 16,000 people. And somehow I'm sure there will still be a huge line to use the bathroom at halftime. Also, the Toronto International Film Festival, or TIFF, kicks off today, where people will indeed have to wear masks in movie theaters. As recently as Tuesday, they did not. Theater capacity is capped at 50 people in all five participating indoor theaters. And we'll finish out with a wish for a speedy recovery and two mazels. First, a good thought goes out to Amy Schumer, who announced that she has contracted Lyme's disease. She's currently undergoing treatment, asking her Instagram followers to text her any additional advice. But she says she feels good and is excited to uh, get rid of it. And the first mazel goes out to Alec Baldwin and his wife Hilaria, who had their fifth child this week. Wow. No wonder he keeps working so much. And the second mazel goes out to the new happily married couple of David Harbour and Lily Allen, who reportedly said I do, uh, respectively, this weekend in Vegas. You know, kind of reassuring that Vegas weddings are still a thing these days. So congrats to the fifth time happy parents and the first time happy couple. 
And today is Share a Podcast with a Coworker Day. All right, I just made that up. But uh, if you would, please celebrate this new holiday by emailing a link of the podcast to a coworker who likes to be in the know about uh, the business you work in. And hey, if there can be a white chocolate day, there can be a Share a Podcast Day. And follow at the Wake Up Pod, two P's in there, on Instagram, and you will get a preview of the day's headlines early each morning in the Instagram stories. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh,